You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Welcome back to the pod. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So glad you're here. It's us, it's Lindsay and Krista, and uh, we welcome you to a conversation. Hope you're having a great week. We're so thankful you're here. (laughs) Almost 30 started a few years ago when we were transitioning from our 20s to our 30s. It can get crazy. So we wanted to bring on guests, experts in health, wealth, entrepreneurship, spirituality, all of those things to enlighten us. Yeah. So we just love being around you guys. We can go deep. I've been like wanting to go deep with people that I just meet recently and it's it's really fucking up situations and I just need wow. to chill. I just think because coming back from like the work yeah. that we've been doing, it's like you kind of want to like get Get there and just like, because it was so refreshing to like be around people. So yeah, I like got my dry cleaning the other day and I was just like talking to her and like, I went a little too, too real. Yeah. A little too real. I was just like, all right. Um, yeah. She's like, that'll be $35. So I was like, great. Awesome. I just started with a new trainer too. And I was like, and a trainer is like basically your therapist as well, which is really nice. I was like, how deep can we go I, while I'm squatting? That's why I wouldn't have a trainer because I do not want to find another opportunity to talk to people. <laughs> it's kind of nice. People a lot, but I actually, that's my life. I'm very extroverted, but I don't want that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, during the, the workout. Time I would make the training about, about what I'd ask them a hundred questions. Yeah. And I wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> That's their job to keep you on track. I know. I, I, don't, I don't want that pressure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this this guy, I'm working with this guy and he's like kind of on the same level of like weird and things that we're into. Mm. So it's kind of fun to like talk about that stuff mm. and then have him be like, okay, 12 more. I'm like, got it. Got it. See you later. <laughs> like I was trying to get out of this. I was um, talking to Justin yesterday about the, the Mac Miller mm-hmm. death thing. And, you know, as you guys know, Mac Miller died in 2018 of uh, a drug overdose. He had struggled with it most of his career. And I just find it really troubling that a lot of information related to people's death is so public. I'm a little confused with why we don't protect celebrities or even people. I don't even mean, you know, I'm not, I'm differentiating the two because people have a general interest in celebrities' death items, you know, everything like that. Like you could find the texts with the drug dealer that who had given him oxy with fentanyl in it with this girl, like, and it's very casual and flippant about how he overdosed or how he basically Mm -hmm. gave him stuff that would lead to Mac Miller's death. And then you can also see like everything that was in Mac Miller's estate. 
it's just troubling. Like why would, yeah. why, why does the public need to know how much money and what were the value, what were the possessions and the value to the possessions of this dead man's estate? And also like, it's like, is it true? Is it not true? It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, I don't know if the media knows every little detail, but they love to create this story, this picture, this like inside look. And it's so disturbing. I know. Like this man died of a drug overdose that was not planned. Mm -hmm. It seemed like from the arrest of the 28 year old drug dealer or drug dealer in quotes that gave him the, um, the drugs. It's like, he already died. Like what, why are we going through all of these things? I definitely think that, you know, it's good that it led to an arrest of someone that is dealing drugs that are cut with things that are 50 times more potent than heroin. But the knowing of everything in their estate is just too much. Too much. It's just not necessary. And his family, I I don't know if he had a will or anything like that, but like, especially for the family. Mm -hmm. And then people are going to go after him, you know, for masters and for money do. It's just weird. That's like a weird thing about that. I think that we do in the United States that I don't necessarily know if people do that overseas. I think that there might be more protection as it Mm. relates to the dead or celebrity in that way from a legal perspective. I'm not sure. Maybe the media just doesn't share as much about people because we have such an open open door media policy, but it's just very interesting. It just kind of, it just freaks me out. I feel like they were really savage about like Princess Diana. Yo, that's the truth. So I think there is like this obsession over there, especially with like royal family stuff. I remember when Amy Winehouse died, there was all this stuff that came out. So that's true with Amy Winehouse. I don't know. What was it the other day they were talking about with the royal family, you know, Prince William and Prince Harry about flying commercial. And they were like, oh, Prince Harry flew commercial like 30 times last year. Like, yeah, he's the prince of the country for safety. Why why is everyone surprised? But commercial is like what we fly. Exactly. Oh, what are you saying? Like they they were like he flew private 30 times. Oh, oh, oh. He flew private 30 times. Like, of course. The man should have his own private. Hundred (laughs) percent. But, and it's weird because it's like people are upset, but like here, if like Beyonce was flying private all year, you'd be like, yeah, of course. Totally. Any any big celebrity woman, you'd be like Lady Gaga, you'd be like, yeah, of course. But like I a, wouldn't you be loyal? Should definitely fly private. It's almost like you, you. I would feel nervous if they were on my flight. If some, you know what I mean? Like same. It's just a liability in a weird way. Completely agree. I wouldn't want them on my flight. <laughs> like I wouldn't want them sitting next to me. Think about the pressure. We wouldn't be allowed to sit and it's, next to them. I understand like, you know, from a climate change perspective, we want to reduce the amount of planes in the air. You flying private is a, a contribution to global warming mm-hmm. in a larger sense. But it's like, you have to negate it somewhere. You know, you're not gonna, why would they fly with everyone else? It's not even like they're better. It's just pure safety. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Literally. After you going, What? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, there are much worse things going on. Like, you know I mean, what I mean? Come on. Yeah, that's, I, you know, that's the thing is they probably are just finding a reason to get on them for something. Which but, is just, you know. Let's see the comparison between like agriculture, like the the amount of pollution that like agriculture is putting in, like the the meat industry, all of that compared to us flying planes Oh yeah, in of course. So anyway. Anyway, that's our soapbox for today. Anyway. <laughs> um, we really love taking questions from the community. It's one of our favorite things to do. And so every once in a while, uh, we like to answer them on the actual podcast. 
other than at our events or anything like that. So uh, we had a question come in. What is something you recently had a breakthrough in that you feel really proud of? That was such a good question. I do too. I think my breakthrough probably was, took place at onsite um, as it relates to not allowing myself to feel like my feelings are valid and not, and the realization that I often use one of my gifts, which is an innate curiosity. And I really love to learn and hear about people. I'm genuinely interested um, to deflect from sharing about myself mm-hmm. and my inability to outwardly just share certain things or certain feelings or emotions with people. You know, I'm very vulnerable and honest when prompted, but I, I definitely can't just share um, things outright. And I could do a, a very much better job of checking in and seeing how I'm actually doing. I don't really do that much. You know, when people ask me like, how are you? I've, you know, so long in my life been like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Cause I am good. I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm very privileged. I, you know, I hope mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thankful for that, but but it has caused me to not really have the ability to truly check in and think yeah. of how I am. Even though I am, I'm, I'm happier than I've ever been in my whole life at this point, but there have definitely been periods in time in which I, I would skate over the fact. And right now, even I wouldn't say, I wouldn't tell someone I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'll be like, I'm good. You know, I've got this, um, whatever. And kind of deflect. Could so, be worse. Yeah. yeah. That was definitely, you know, that was definitely a learning and a, a light bulb that went off for me in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. That's such a good one. Yeah, that was a the group therapy setting and we set, you know, said it in our episode about onsite, but it really creates a beautiful kind of mirror mm-hmm. for things that we're doing in our everyday life, like not being n- not thinking that what we have to say or what we're feeling is valid. I think that's a really good point. Um one of mine recently which kind of like it surprised me but I, like, I feel it. Like I, and, and Miles said it at onsite. So I'm going to cite onsite again. Um, sometimes it's really hard for me to be happy. It's really, which is a weird thing to think about. Um, and it makes me emotional because like I have such a good life. But um, yeah, it's just so weird. Like when he said that, I was like, oh, like it, for me to allow myself, for example, we just found this beautiful space for um, the podcast and like for me to live in and we'll run the studio in the office. You know, it's, it's perfect. And like to allow it to, to come in and be received. I had a reading recently too. And she's like, you, you don't expect good things to happen. And I was like, oh, wow, it's like true. Like I don't expect good things to happen to me. So yeah, it was really interesting to understand where that came from. And it's like layered. I think it comes from parents, you know, um, who just kind of expect the worst or like prepare for the worst. But um, yeah, it's it's really interesting like where that's blocking me Um Cause I know that like my thoughts are super powerful and like magnetic. So when I say I want something or I visualize something like I can, I can attract it. But I think there are so many of my thoughts that are just 
not as expansive as they could be. I'm just kind of like, again, it's those like small thoughts. But anyway, when Miles said that, I was like, oh my God, totally. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just a deep feeling that you don't want to have at all. Yeah. It's a really, that statement is so powerful. Totally. You know, to say, I have a hard time feeling and experiencing joy mm-hmm. because we're taught for so long and so much in our life that any, everyone just wants to be happy. We all want to be happy. We all want to be happy. And I think we've uncovered in the podcast episodes we've had recently that people, and there's a powerful Ted talk on it yeah. um, with the Harvard, Harvard professor, which we'll link in the show notes, but they often talk about people don't necessarily want to be happy in studies. It shows that people want to have purpose. People want to be a mm-hmm. part of a community and people want to um, feel like their life is worth living. So even if that means that they have a job that they feel that they can contribute to, mm. they'd rather have that than to feel happy per se, because right. it's such a nebulous term. But yeah, to allow yourself to really feel and experience joy is super challenging. I mean, that's most people. Yeah. When's the other shoe going to drop? Do I deserve this? Or yeah, it's like, it's that. And it's like, I don't know if I expect the the shoe to drop. It's like, I feel like I kind of have to like stay in a certain state in order for the even bigger things to come along. So if I get so excited and comfortable, it's like it would not allow that to come in or something. I don't really know. I, I really have to like kind of dig into it a little bit more, but um yeah. Like it would be like you accept something and it would be saying yes to the universe for this thing. And you think that that would deter you from getting the other thing because it's not saying no to the one thing. I don't. Yeah. I, the shoe drop thing just doesn't ring true. Right. Um, I think it's also just hard for me to express when I am really grateful and happy. Like, you know, for, yeah, it's just like an interesting thing because I don't want other people to feel bad about where they are, maybe. I don't know. It's so weird. But um, that's so beautiful though when you do have something that is really true in your heart and you cry. Yeah. It's really beautiful. I, I experienced that too. And it's, yeah. really, it's, it's really now just an indicator of true truth. Mm-hmm. Totally. This is true truth. Totally. That I'm having a physical response, that I'm having a breakthrough, that I'm moving energy in a true, authentic way. Mm-hmm. And it's being recognized by my physical, mental, and emotional body. Yeah. The the tears lately have been, I'm like, oh my God, I'm moving things. It literally feels like transformation in a, in a really deep, deep way. Um, and it's felt really like we cried all week at onset. I was like, oh my God, my soul just got a fucking shower because we don't allow ourselves to just like be a fucking puddle, you know, when we need to be. So also too, I wonder, I'm wondering in life, what situations do people have that are conducive for joy? Mm -hmm. You know, when I was working at a job for eight years, you know, and even in just the day to day, what what parts of my day are conducive or allow space for joy? Yeah. I I'm, wanna, not, I'm not exactly sure. I want to remember that for our team. I want to remember it for my family, you know, like as I, you know, build a family, just like being able to like, hey, like, what are you super proud of today? Or like, what are you excited about? Like, let's have a five minute dance party to celebrate or whatever it is, just really creating, I think you're right, like that container for someone to just fucking 
rip in a good way, like to celebrate. Cause I think it's, it's important. Um, Robin Euclid does a good job with Navy. Oh my God. Robin Euclid, who's a friend of ours. Um, you can follow her on Instagram. She's Best. a author. She's been on the pod. Her focus is gut health. She has a daughter named Navy who is, she's my pride and joy. To be she's the cutest she's the of cutest, all time. And, and they do such a great job, you know, just from what I see on Instagram yeah. of just curating these joyful moments of connection. Totally. But I think, you know, the first okay. thing is the recognition of it, the creating space for it. And it's one of those things too, where it's probably like you have to create space and then you're like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, the first 20 times you're like, here I am. And it's totally. like, <laughs> you know, you're you like think a it's going to be, yeah, you think it's yeah. going to be there, but it's probably a lot more challenging mm-hmm. you know, than we think. It's just easier. The brain wants yes. to protect me. So it's like, Hey, you still got work to do. Yep. So, oh yeah, baby. Or like, you know, hey, this comes in, but you got to keep doing this in order to maintain it yep. or like, you know, whatever. Again, related to not enoughness, you know, mm-hmm. you're not enough. And I've def- I definitely experienced that. Like you're not enough to take a nap, to slow down, to mm-hmm. sit and feel joy, to sit and feel your body, to sit and enjoy this moment or, or experience. Yeah. But I do feel like that in community can be helpful. You know, I think for, okay. that's like a lot where the teaching happens. I'm trying to think of someone that we know or that I know that experiences joy in a really beautiful way. We definitely know people. We totally that's do. A, that's a, that would be a beautiful way to describe someone. Yeah. Is that they and experience joy them. in a beautiful way. But um, my friend BC Serna does. Mm-hmm. You know BC. He just is like, he really embodies joy and he has his lows for sure. But like, I just feel like he's really, really, he owns those moments and is able to celebrate and bring other people into it too. You know, Mm -hmm. follow him on Instagram. He's really um, a sweetheart. But yeah. And I was thinking about, I was like, oh, this is probably something I do and like love and relationships too. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause it's actually, I was able to like kind of feel it. Um, at onsite a little bit, what it would feel like to be in a relationship that was like mind blowing, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like imagine like, oh my God, that could be like mine, you know? So, oh my God, guys, thanks for listening you to know. the crush show. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, so much happening and it's a full moon tonight. So I think just like my birthday. <laughs> my birthday tomorrow. This always, actually this happens every year on my birthday. I kind of like have a little moment. I think most people have moments around their birthday. Yeah, I don't know what that is. There's an intense energy. There's pressure. There's expectations. It's just I. I every person that I know that I'm close to and myself has a moment mm. on before near the birthday. Totally. It's just a lot. But but also with onsite, it brought a lot up to the surface Yeah, that, you know, and and, and if you guys do any work with therapists or in trauma therapy or have done anything that's really transformational, the after effects can last for weeks. Mm -hmm. And in a really beautiful way, everything that you may be hiding, if you're doing shadow work is below the surface is brought to the surface. So you can really examine it because most of the time it's deep in your subconscious. It's help or it's not helping you, but it's leading you to do decisions or act yeah. in certain ways that you may be unaware of. But when you bring it to the surface, that's when you can really examine, reevaluate, let go of, redistribute that information and energy. And so it's really nice that it's at the surface. Totally. Yeah. It, it, 
I think what people might feel like is a breakdown is this is cheesy, but it is like a breakthrough. It's kind of, it, it almost feels the same because you're just like, oh my God, I'm out of control. What's happening? Like so emotional. Oh my God. But I, I do think a lot of the time it can be a serious breakthrough if if you create the space for it. If yeah. you're going to suffocate it and just not um, put a light to it, then it's probably going to become a little bit more chaotic and, and might be a breakdown. But And it's yeah. the faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference now, you know, when I've had my lowest points in my life was like, at that point, you didn't have as deep of a spiritual practice. So yeah. I didn't have that faith. Yeah, totally. The faith of something greater of being divinely guided, you know, totally. that sounds corny, but it's true. And so now anything that I go through that feels like a breakdown mm. does feel more so like a breakthrough because I'm understanding and I'm less attached to those emotions and feelings. And that's getting older. Like, dude, when I was like in my twenties and I was so anxious and depressed at periods, I had never been like that. I had periods when I was very young, when I would be depressed and in high school, but it just always felt new. Yeah. And now I, now I have an understanding of the construct of time. So I'm able to relate it and understand that things pass. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about getting older is you mm-hmm. realize that things pass and nothing ever stays the same. Completely, completely. But I know that there's a lot of women out there, you know, that can definitely relate to the feeling of like wanting and being ready and feeling like they can feel that person mm-hmm. that's going to love them and and be that, you know, mirror for joy or be that like ability and foundation to express joy. Totally. Cause I mean, that's last thing, you know, it's, it is hard. Cause I do feel like having Justin is an unfair advantage for my joy. Mm-hmm. He's my landing pad for joy. Mm-hmm. It gives me that constant ease of stepping into joy that I have. And it's like, I don't know what I'd do without it. Yeah. You know, I know exactly. Totally. I don't know how you feel, but I, I would imagine that I would feel the same. Yeah. You know, completely. it's just when you have someone like that, it just makes it easier. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like, you know, at this point in my life, I do, I want nothing less than that because, because it is like the constant and something that you can kind of turn to at the end of the day and just be like, okay, everything's fine. You know, um, which it will be, which it will be. Yeah. Um, he's on his Once way. we get into that new space, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is interesting about the space. So um, the woman who gave me the reading called this and like this space is out of the blue. No way. Oh yeah. She's like, you're moving in like October or November. I was like, what? So right now, (laughs) Lindsay has a beautiful apartment that we record in. It's where our studio is that we built maybe a year and a half ago when we were at our full-time jobs. And it's, we just work a lot with our team, you know, with Tiffany, with Chloe, with um, Cher when she's in town. Uh, Bess is over in Georgia now, Kat, who's new to the team, but we work with the team a lot together mm-hmm. and we just kind of outgrew the space. So somehow we got connected to someone and this is how LA works, fortunately and unfortunately, the most beautiful space. Yeah. The yeah, most perfect. beautiful space. It's huge. Yeah. We just, we needed like, and and Chris has talked about this before where like, you need a space where like your spirit can be in, you know what I mean? So if you have like the low ceilings and like, it's all cramped it. I mean, I think about my best friend in New York and and he and his husband are in our small apartment that I used to live in and their spirits are so big. I'm like, holy fuck. 
you know, they know they need to get out of there. But I think about that a lot. I'm like with, with the identity of like almost 30, it's just such a, a, a big thing that it needs a big space. So, so we're pumped, but we got the space and it's like funny. Cause I actually haven't thought about it either. I've been like, cool. Sometimes when, <laughs> yeah, thing, I'm not thinking when things it. are quote unquote meant for you or, and, and yeah. what we've built the company to this place where we are now able, it's not crazy you guys, but it's just something that feels really good for us. Totally. But you get it and you're like, okay. And it feels like when something is right, sometimes you just check it off for me personally. Like if I bring something into my life, I'm like, cool, check. Because mm-hmm. I've because I've already, I'm catching up with it. I'm catching up to it in the physical and the consciousness right now yes. that happened in the future. So it's just like, okay, but I really should celebrate it. That's really the thing is celebrating that and being thankful. Gosh, that's such a great, beautiful gift. Yeah. And it's weird that we like planted this. It, it just like, it, it proves yeah, like true. planting the seeds of it, of the thought of getting a new space. I went to see this building like, nine months ago, ago, a year ago. And was like, oh, okay. Like, I just want to see it. Like, I don't know. And then he like texted me. He's like, hey, we have a unit. I was like, "Hmm, okay, interesting. Yeah, but you're right. I I need to like kind of get into that mindset of like, oh, it's reality is just catching up to what already is ours and and all that. that, I think that is like the foundation of that feeling of faith Mm -hmm. too, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks God for listening. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know us, guys. We're just we're just here. We're learning right along with you. We're just always sharing what we have going on, and we really appreciate you when you share with us how you're feeling, mm-hmm. what's happening, when you ask us questions in the secret Facebook group. So there's 14,000, 15,000 women all over the world that are connecting very honestly and vulnerably within the group. We have the ambassador program, which helps women and communities all over the world connect where they are and have moon circles, have meetups, see movies, do book clubs, whatever it is. So that's another part of Almost 30. And then we also have our events. We have an awesome event I want to tell you about. Yes. With Jenna Zoe, our human design reader, Jenna Zoe on Instagram. She is the first person that introduced human design to both of us. She's been on the podcast twice and um, her readings have changed both of our lives. Understanding my human design has changed me completely. So it's a full day workshop. Very amazing. We have food. It's at Calamigos Guest Ranch. So you can get tickets for that happening on November 9th on almost30podcast.com. Tickets are limited. It will sell out. So we cannot wait to see you because Jenna doesn't do many events. No, not at all. Yeah, so this is a very special. And if you want to come in from out of... I I was thinking too, I mean, if people could and you could like, you know, come with friends, share a room either at Colomigos or somewhere in LA or whatever, like it would definitely be worth it. So make a girl's trip. So pretty. So pretty. Um, Okay. Today on the podcast is me. I'm just going to cry for 45 minutes. No, today um, I'm talking about my journey with my skin. I've gotten a lot of questions about this and it's been high and low and it's definitely not perfect, but I've just realized that, you know, this like big, your biggest organ, this sensitive, beautiful thing that wraps all of our muscles and bones and tissues and fascia up is like affected by everything we do. So it's, I talk about diet. I talk about products. I talk about uh, lifestyle practices. I talk about spiritual practices. I talk about like what has helped me to release. Like it's been really interesting to track my skin as it relates to uh, emotions I haven't processed. Um, 
and all of that. So I, I, I go, it's a lot because it's heat in your body. Yeah. You know, it's trapped. So um, up, baby? if I'm able, literally, if I, if I cry a lot, my skin is chill as hell. Wow. It's wild. And then um, I also talk about just kind of specifically what I do when I have flare-ups because they still happen. You know, it's kind of inevitable. Some self-talk that's helped because I do think like, you know, our, our body is listening to what we say and what we think. So it's really important. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I, I go over all the things again, again, I am not an expert and my skin is not your skin, but I hope maybe something will resonate where you're like, Oh, I want to try that. I haven't tried that yet. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me at Lindsay Simpsick, um, or at almost 30 podcast. And I appreciate you listening. I know there's a lot of you out there that deal with skin issues and I, my heart just is with you because it is so much more than just the aesthetic. It is an emotional roller coaster when you don't have skin that really works with you. So um, I'm here for you and I feel you. And hopefully this episode will help you in one way or another. Yeah. And I think it's really important for me in understanding if it's skin, if it's, you know, anything else in your life is how the mental, physical, emotional interacts and communicates and how important the emotional body and the free flowing Mm. of your emotions and feelings is to weight to skin to whatever part of, of your self-expression on a physical plane that you are working with. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, all right. So enjoy this episode. I appreciate you listening. Share with your friends. Uh, if you rate and review on iTunes, we always appreciate that. Helps us bring on amazing guests. And if you ever have guest suggestions, just let us know. We're yeah. always open to suggestions, any books you read or whatever it is, we, we are open to it. So you can just DM us. All right. We love you. Enjoy. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Hello family. It's Linz. I am coming to you from the studio in my home. It's 10, 15 PM the night before we leave for New York. In fact, my flight is in seven hours, just giving you the real, real. Um, I wanted to get this episode out to you guys as soon as possible. So many of you have reached out to me over you know, the last year or two. I've always been open about my struggles with my skin. I've had hormonal acne, as I understand it, for quite some time now, about three years. Before that, I was dealing with who knows what the fuck acne all over my face. (laughs) So it might've been hormones. It might've been what I was eating. Um, Truly, it is a mystery for myself and so many of you out there I know because I've talked to you. And first, I want to start this off by saying, I'm with you, I see you, and I hear you. And I'm so sorry because I know it can be so emotionally heavy and draining every single day to wake up and feel like you're not making progress with the health of your skin, to feel like people are looking at your skin before they really see you as a person, to feel like your skin is defining who you are, um, for your skin to be painful to touch, um, and for things not to work. I'm sure you've tried everything if you're struggling with your skin. And so I'm you know, wanting to share what's worked for me, what hasn't. I want to talk about the physical body, internally, what I've been able to do by putting certain foods and things and supplements into my body, 
And then I want to talk about the spiritual, emotional body and how I feel like that has affected, has, you know, been a contributor into what, what state my skin is in. And then finally, um, there have been alternative ways in which I have been able to improve my skin. And I will be ending this episode with about a 25 minute chat with my, my, healer practitioner. She's um, an acupuncturist and she is just a whiz in Chinese medicine. Her name is Chloe Banyalis of Ascended Alchemy. And I wanted to talk to her um, on the podcast because I've just had such a positive experience incorporating acupuncture, cupping, saluma light therapy, and Chinese herbs. So we talk for about a half an hour. It's super informative. So get your notebook out. But Oh, I want to begin also by saying I am not a doctor. I am not an expert. And what works for my skin might not work for your skin. You know, what isn't good for my skin might be good for your skin. So I just want to say that outright. I am not telling you what you should be doing. I simply want to share my journey and what I've been experimenting with so that maybe, you know, maybe a light bulb goes off and like, oh, wow, I haven't tried that. That seems doable. Let me see if I can do that and if that works. So please ask questions, join the secret Facebook group, DM me on Instagram at Lindsay Simsek. I'm always here for you. All right. Uh, it's now 10, 19 PM. <laughs> Holy moly. My flight for New York is in seven hours, uh, but no rush at all for my babies out there. I love you. I love you. Okay. So I was a kid that you know, once I hit puberty, I was breaking out. I was breaking out mainly around my mouth and in my T-zone. So on my forehead, uh, around my temples. And it was cute, guys. It was so cute. Uh, pair that with, you know, I had two front teeth and like no other teeth in my mouth, but they put braces on those two front teeth for whatever reason. So I was basically a bunny with braces and T-zone acne. So, um, you know, I was liked. <laughs> no, it was it was something that I didn't really, I, I wasn't aware of. You know what I mean? Like it was happening and I was just kind of like, whatever. You know, when you're a kid and before you really have self-awareness around say boys and things like that, those things don't truly matter unless someone else brings attention to them. So I had this teenage acne and my skin was oily. It was mainly surface whiteheads and things like that. I could notice my skin was getting clogged and I had blackheads and things as well, but nothing really out of the ordinary. Cut to later in high school. So later in high school, I started to get um, more like cystic acne, um, a lot of breakouts again around my mouth. I wasn't sure if it was because I was leaning on my hands in school or things like that. Um, and I really didn't have the awareness that what I was putting in my body, say those uh, fries at lunch might be causing some pimples on my face. <laughs> so um, around the time that I started to have sex, which was 18, mom found out. I also wanted to couple that uh, that realization, I wanted to slip in the fact that I wanted to clear my skin. So birth control seemed like, wow, the answer. And um, that's when I went on birth control, 18 to basically 28. So 
about 10 years, a little bit over 10 years, I was on birth control and immediately it cleared up my skin. I gained probably 20 pounds my freshman year. It didn't help that I was eating like disgusting food at 2 a.m. every single night, but I definitely just filled out my my boobs got bigger. I had curves and but my skin was super super clear. It took care of that. So, you know, what I realize now is, you know, I was experiencing acne before that um due to mainly hormonal changes and whatnot, perhaps diet as well. But that I was really putting a band-aid on it and not actually treating the acne and the cause of the acne. So no fucking wonder it came back when I went off birth control. So I do want to skip ahead and 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 kind of talk about more recently what's been going on because I'm 32 now and I'm dealing with hormonal acne. <laughs> I'm an adult and I didn't think this would be happening. And so I went off birth control about three years ago. First six months Oh my lord, everybody! I was fine. I I thought I was the 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 five percent of people that you know never get their acne again and everything's fine. Um, that's not a stat, by the way. I just made that up. But I I just thought I was one of the lucky ones, and so um, all of a sudden, probably around the sixth to eighth month mark after I went off birth control. I started to develop cystic acne around my jawline. And I know a lot of people have asked me, did I do like a protocol to get me off of birth control? And really, no, not really, (laughs) not really at all, to be completely, completely frank. Uh, It was around the time that I was also overworking out. I was teaching at SoulCycle. So my transition off of birth control felt pretty much like cold turkey. I think I reduced my caffeine intake and, you know, I always eat relatively clean. I also um, did not eat dairy anymore, Um, but that was a decision I just wanted to make in general. So clean diet, but I was still working out like a maniac. I was teaching soul cycle and then also doing berries on top of that. So I was a little stressed. Uh, My body was really, really stressed. So, um, you know, since that time, my skin has been unpredictable as hell. Super unpredictable, mainly breaking out around my jaw, down my neck a little bit, and then on my cheeks at times. Breaking out on my cheeks was something interesting. And I learned that that part of the face is, and I learned this from Chloe, so we'll hear from her later, um, that part of the face the cheeks is related to the um, colon, stomach, and lungs. So for the majority of people breaking out on the cheeks consistently, the issue is usually gut food related. Um, And then, you know, what I learned is that if I cut out foods, mucus forming foods, so foods that keep your gut super damp, cutting out foods like sugar, dairy, and certain carbs and increasing my intake of water, which I wasn't doing enough of, increasing fiber, and then also adding in healthy fat. So I was eating a lot of avocados, incorporating uh, coconut oil and avocado oil mainly just to help with digestion. 
In addition, I started taking digestive enzymes and probiotics. So I was I was focused on really creating a an environment in my gut that would ensure that or kind of um, eliminate the possibility that my gut was causing my acne. It's a really, really uh, frustrating game of elimination because I could not for the life of me keep track. So what I had to do was really tune into my body. So instead of, you know, keeping track, writing down, doing all the things, which might be good for some people out there. But for me, I was starting to tune in and really pay attention to what I was putting in my body, how it was making me feel and then how it was affecting my skin. So instead of getting frustrated that I would wake up with a breakout, say on my cheek or on my jawline, a painful cystic uh, pimple, I would sit and just kind of be with it, (laughs) you know, because I knew it wasn't going to be there forever. So it's that realization. And then it's like, okay, what have I eaten in the last few days that could have caused this? Is there any extra stress that could have caused this? Did I overwork out? Did I work out and not wash my face and I had makeup on and it was dirty? There could be so many things um, that can cause a breakout. And that's kind of segueing into this idea that for me, there is no guaranteed solution in my experience. Because if I get the right topical, but my diet is shit, it's not going to work. Uh, If I, you know, get my diet and gut right, that's a really big part of it, in my opinion. But then I am wearing makeup to the gym and not washing my face properly and my pores are clogging up and and causing buildup and then causing acne, then yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get acne. So it's a combination. It's a really beautiful web of parts of your life that contribute to your skin health. And I had to shift my perspective. I was really, really frustrated. I was frustrated that I couldn't keep track. I was frustrated that I didn't know the answer. I was upset. I was angry. I was asking why me. And what I realized is that one, that stress and that inability to let go in a way, to let go and understand that there are so many ways in which my skin is reacting because it's such a smart part of my body. It is, you know, our largest organ. It is a way in which our body detoxifies. So it just, it goes through a lot. It protects us. It's so beautiful, you know, and it changes and it heals so quickly. And and so I just started to think about, and I'm closing my eyes right now, <laughs> because like it really is so incredible. So I had to shift the way one that I felt about my skin. I really hated my skin with a vengeance. And, you know, we are made up of 70 something percent of water, right? And the Emoto's water experiment, I don't, I think we've talked about it on the pod a bunch, but it really drives home the power of your thoughts. And in these experiments, experiments, the 
water molecules were actually changed by, for example, negative words, negative phrases directed towards the water, uh, violent negative music uh, distorted these molecules and they were all uneven. And then beautiful music was played for them and positive affirmations were said to the water and they formed perfect, symmetrical, beautiful, almost snowflake-like molecules. And, and so it was a really, you know, powerful reminder for me that like I am made up of a lot of water. You're all made up of a lot of water. So if I'm talking shit to my skin, it's probably going to be mad. (laughs) It's probably going to be like, what the hell? (laughs) Huh? And so I just shifted my perspective to, and pardon me if this sounds cheesy, but like to gratitude for this like sweet skin suit I get to walk around in. And yes, it's not always going to be perfect, but damn, it's always going to try its best. And it's going to reflect what's going on on the inside. And that was such a huge takeaway and kind of scary and such a powerful, empowering realization that my skin was really reflecting what was going on in my body, both in the physical body and in my emotional body. And so once I realized that I, I was free of the, I don't even know. I was free of like needing to know if that makes sense. And so I could truly rely on the cues from my body and I could rely on the people that I trusted to teach me about my body, about the emotional body and the physical body to use natural remedies to heal my skin. And so it became more of like a journey. You know, I was like in it, I was committed to it. And I promised myself that, you know, I would, I promised myself that I could, you know, be emotional and get upset about it every once in a while, but not for long, that everything is so temporary. And so if I got a goddamn zit one day, I couldn't let it ruin my day. I really, I promised myself that, that if I got a new zit, I wasn't going to let it ruin my day. Because for me, you know, for the most part, the rest of my body felt really healthy and I felt energized and I could walk and run around and, and do what I was meant to do. So I just had to shift my relationship with this process. I had to shift my relationship with my skin that was really, really important to start my healing. I almost felt as if my skin could then relax and breathe and really be seen, if that makes sense. So treating your skin like a being, you know? And I know this sounds crazy and woo-woo, but I don't know. Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not think of it in that way? You know, it's more fun. It's more magical. It's more beautiful. And hey, if it works for you, even better. So I think starting there, it is shifting your perspective, shifting your relationship with your skin. And, you know, you're going to have this skin till the day you leave this planet. You know what I mean? So I want to have a better relationship with it. So that was really, really, truly the beginning for me. I then started to take a closer look at what I was putting in my body. And granted, I eat pretty clean, um, mainly plant-based. I don't eat dairy. When I do eat meat, it is grass 
head, um, filet or steak, like maybe once every two weeks. And then I will eat like wild salmon. So I'm getting my omegas and um, any other wild fish I usually entertain, but I stick to plant-based. I just feel better. Like I feel like my physical, emotional, spiritual body just feels so good when I am mainly plant-based. And then I listen to my body when I need that animal protein. So again, it's super intuitive. And if I'm saying that and you're like, what the fuck does that mean? You're not alone. Um, For me, I became more intuitive when, oh man, a few things, when I slowed down, when I started meditating, when I started to mindfully move. So yoga has been such a huge player in, in tuning into my own intuition with my body. It's such a beautiful way to not only get a workout and become stronger, but to follow your breath for me is to follow that life force, which for me is to follow the truth of what's going on with me emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So it's just been a a really good way to connect with my intuition. So if you have any questions about that, let me know. But everyone has their own way in which they connect to their intuition. Really, it's a practice. You know, even if you have a feeling about something, you're like, oh, weird. Like, I don't agree with anyone here. And I feel this really strongly. Maybe, maybe you follow that, you know, and maybe you see what happens if it doesn't harm anyone, right? It's like, let's see what happens. And then if you're right, oh, wow. Oh, I followed my intuition. And then maybe next time you're like, yep, following my intuition. Don't even think about it. So I think by doing that as well, you can tune into your body's own intuition more easily. So I really started to focus on what I was putting in my body. Um, you know, no dairy was such a big one. Dairy causes your gut to be super damp. It creates excess mucus. And I don't know, it just freaked me out, like reading about the dairy industry and I just didn't trust it. So that's just my own opinion. Literally take it or leave it, whatever you want to do. I just didn't want any uh, added hormones weird hormone stuff that they put in milk and dairy products to be in my system. I was already dealing my own hormone issue. Okay. So I just stayed the fuck away. And then I focused on really taking out those processed sugars. And if if I thought about it, I'm like, oh, I don't eat processed sugar. You know what I mean? But it was, it was slipping into my diet in sneaky ways and I wasn't realizing it. So really my sugar source is now from fruit. You know what I mean? From just like if I put sugar in my coffee, which I don't normally do, but if I need a little something, it's either uh, stevia or raw sugar. So I really try to stay away from refined sugars. I make sure that if I'm eating bread and pasta, it's either almond flour pasta or sprouted, um, sprouted seed bread. So you know, I just want to make sure, you know, I am not saying don't eat carbs. I'm not saying anything, don't anything. It's just, this is my experience, but this has worked for me. So, so sprouted grain breads, almond flour, almost like a paleo pasta or a bean pastas. Um, those were my substitutes for like, you know, yummy white bread and white pasta, you know? And then I had to take an honest look at my alcohol intake. I was drinking, 
No, not as much as I used to. Y'all know I used to be a bartender and I was bartending four or five nights a week and I was drinking all night, every night, shots and shots of Jameson while I worked and after I worked uh, or you know, flavored vodka with with added sugars and it was it was just a lot on my liver. My liver was just not happy and I kind of feel like it's still recovering. Um, but in ancient Chinese medicine, actually, the belief is that your liver, if your liver is in harmony, the rest of your body will be in harmony. And a distressed liver can lead to acne. So I'm sure it didn't help. It can also like cause really dull skin. I'm sure if you've had a night of drinking, you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning, it's like, oh my God, what the hell did I age 10 years? So I, I try to be really careful about that um, and optimize the function of my liver. So I reduce the amount of alcohol, even if it was really good wine, you know, there are sugars in wine and I just wanted to give my liver a break. So, you know, I would reduce it to just times. So now I drink like maybe a few times a month, like just times with friends where, you know, the intention was there, like, I'm going to drink. I don't want to just drink to drink. I want to drink in community and with people and have it not be in excess or anything like that. It's to enjoy good wine or great cocktails and just like be with people and just feel love and positive vibes, you know? But um, when I reduced the drinking, I made sure so that my liver was functioning at its best, that I was mainly eating, again, those fresh organic Organic is really important. Fruits, vegetables, raw nuts and seeds. Um, and again, if I'm eating eat, it's organic and free range and all of the things. And then in terms of supplements, I incorporated at that time milk thistle, which really activates the liver's metabolic processes. And then also um, uh, burdock root, which re was recommended to me. And... Um, Oregon grape root. Wow. Cool. So that was one I had kind of had to search for and find, but you can find it on Amazon, um, Oregon grape root. And I learned that your liver can also be affected by that emotional body. And I kind of want to bring that piece in ASAP, emotional, um, and spiritual body, you know, and and I just notice even on a day-to-day -day basis, the mornings where I wake up and I have a slow morning, it is ooey fucking gooey, okay? And I make my elixir, I sit on the couch, I open up, you know, the window, I hear the birds, I'm maybe journaling if I'm called to, I'm listening to more like meditative music and I meditate, I might do a little bit of breath work. I honestly feel as though throughout the day, my body... Uh, and even my mind is able to metabolize what it's being brought. So whether it's food, beverage, conversations, people, situations, challenges, I'm just able to metabolize it better, which is really, really important to liver function. So I do think that there is a huge emotional component as it relates to your liver, which relates to the state and healthiness of your skin. I want to talk about the ways in which oy, I've been processing just emotions. Um, in the last, you know, if you've listened to my therapy episode, I 
divulged a lot about why I was in therapy and why I continue to go and what I'm learning. And it's been just so incredible. And I think that's been such an important piece in healing myself from the inside out. And for a few reasons, I am able to really activate my throat chakra by speaking about things that maybe I'm not in my everyday with those certain people or just in general. And it's really released a lot of tension and stress in my body. Um, It also gives me an opportunity to cry on a regular basis. And I just, there is something about crying that washes away my acne. (laughs) I don't know what it is, y'all. And I like literally, I wish I had a study to read you or something like that, but I'm I'm gonna give you a few things that you're gonna be like, huh, what the hell? Like she's not certified to say this. I am not. I'm totally not certified and you should take it with a grain of salt. But if you want to try it, it doesn't crying doesn't cost anything, but I want you to give yourself permission to actually feel what is coming up because I do believe that if we stuff our emotions down, it creates heat in the body, which may come out in your skin. So I want to give you permission to just liberate those feelings. If you're feeling fucking angry, okay, let's like figure out how to move through it, process through it, grow through it, really like let it out. And maybe that is, you know, in a rage room. There are rage rooms in LA right now uh, where you can just break some shit. I want this to be very safe and not harming any other people. Maybe it's like punching some pillows. Maybe it's jumping around ecstatically to crazy music. Like make sure you're safe, make sure others are safe, but really getting that energy and that emotion to move, to move because it's temporary anyway. So let it move. If we stuff it down, it will create just this dis-ease in our body. So that's a major one for me. And and therapy has provided me a way to truly, truly process that. I almost feel like, like, like it's helped my liver. I know this sounds fucking crazy, but I really think that being able to process a lot of deep emotions, things from childhood, memories, all of these things that our body holds, our bodies hold memory in our fascia. Our body just is so smart and it holds memory and our brains hold so much memory in our subconscious. We don't even realize that we're operating from say our seven-year-old self. So if we can give ourselves the opportunity, whether it's through therapy, whether it's through movement, whether it's through creativity and art, whether it's through writing, whether it's through screaming, singing, whatever it is, like being able to express yourself, I believe is a huge part of inner to outer health and especially skin health. For me specifically, singing has completely connected me to this truth that my body heals from allowing creativity to th- flow through me to allow the vibration of what whatever creativity it is to you know wake up my my nervous system and let it feel alive and present so i've been singing a lot and i've always sang my whole life but there was a time in which i lost my voice 
and I got vocal nodes and it was really painful, both emotionally and physically. And I was unable to sing. And I just felt as though this, this part of me was trapped. I couldn't express myself in that way that I just loved so much. And I remember like my skin was freaking out as well during that time. So what I've done is like promised myself again, there's like another promise. So I promised my skin, I'll always talk nice to it (laughs) and I'll always like see every pimple and tell it that it can't live here, but I, that I, it's okay. I love it. You're telling me something about what's going on in my body. So, okay. And another promise I made to myself was to sing every single day, no matter what it was, whether it was like a formal sit down or in my car or in the shower, just to allow it to move through me. And I swear to you that my skin started to calm down when I started to sing on a regular basis. I truly believed that and it was truly happening. So I believe there's such a power in your thoughts. So if you believe it's true, it is true. What's the harm? I don't think it's harming anyone unless my neighbors hate my singing. But if you believe it's true, it is so true. It is so damn true. And how fun that you you are able to try these things and communicate with your body and, and really tune in through activities that could at the same time feed your soul. So that's a big one for me. And You know, I will continue this conversation with Chloe later in this episode about the emotional body as well as um, the ancient Chinese medicine modality and how we've incorporated that, acupuncture, cupping, herbs, and just lifestyle changes that have really helped me. I want to finish out this portion, um, just me solo with some recommendations. So product recommendations and this is not sponsored. I use a ton of different brands and products. And of course I have some favorites that are our sponsors, but this is not sponsored in this, in the sense that like they asked me to do this at all. So some people get a little pissed off about that stuff when they're like, but you, they pay you. Um, good question. But for this particular one, I'm just saying that it is not sponsored. These are truly products that I love and that have worked for me. I currently do not use any over-the-counter topical. I used to use Differin um, and that definitely dried out some breakouts, but I don't believe that um, it was really healing the root cause of my cystic acne. And it was kind of freaking me out. I was putting chemicals on my body a lot. So I really tried to keep it as clean as possible. And hey, granted, I know there are you know pills out there that you can take and topicals that are super strong, that are not natural. And if that feels right for you, I highly encourage, you know what I mean? Like I, that's not my experience, but I don't, I don't believe in judging anyone else's process and I don't believe in judging my own process. I just believe in being as intuitive as possible throughout the process. Be kind to yourself and ask questions, you know? Okay. So some recommendations for skincare. So first off, you know, I always double cleanse. I take my makeup off with the pre-cleanse from Dermalogica. It's like an oil busting emulsifier. Honestly, it takes every freaking ounce of makeup off off my face. Smells delicious. Super, super effective. So 
I do one wash with the pre-cleanse and then I use um, from this line called Linne, L-I-N-N-E with a little accent on it. I use the Purify to wash my face, um, which is really like earthy and it's made in small batches, which I love. Um, It just feels like very wild and native to the earth. And the formulas are super, super gentle. So all of the ingredients are wild harvested and organic and all of that. But anyway, so I use the Purify to wash my face and then they have this scrub, which it's called scrub. Um, And you basically, it's like exfoliating and I just leave it on for like I don't know, 15 minutes while I'm like brushing my teeth, doing my thing. So I exfoliate with it and then I leave it on and I just see such a difference in my complexion and in the texture of my skin. So this really ensures that I'm getting all of the buildup, like the, the, the skin buildup that could potentially cause acne. I'm really getting that every time I use the scrub. So that's from Linne, L-I-N-N-E botanicals.com. Um, again, not sponsored y'all. I just want to give you what I freaking like. Okay. Uh, Biosans. So I've been using their squalane. Wow. I'm saying that freaking wrong. I don't even know, but it's a fun word. Squalane and vitamin C rose oil. So rose oil has proven to me, I was a little afraid of oils, to be honest. I was like, oh fuck, this is going to like clog my pores, but the rose oil has been just so damn beautiful. And that squalene. (laughs) So squalene is like this multitasking moisturizer, leaves your skin really hydrated, plump. It reduces like signs of your, you know, like your pores and shit. And um, basically squalene, I'm literally saying it wrong. The human body produces its own version of it called squalene, (laughs) but the amount made and retained decreases as you get older. So Biosans has found a way to produce it really safe and effectively as the body does. And it's 100% plant-based, holler. So I really love the squalane and vitamin C rose oil. This is really, really nice, especially at night before I go to bed. And I put their eye cream as well underneath my eyes. So I tend to have dark circles. So this is really nice to firm, soothe, and brighten underneath my eyes. It has like algae in it and shit. Um... Also, a couple times a week, probably three times a week, I use the Dermalogica Microfoliant. This is magic. It's a cult favorite. I'm sure a lot of you have used it. I'll sometimes mix it with my cleanser. Sometimes I'll just mix it with warm water and just put it on my face and leave it. Again, that exfoliation is so critical, has been so critical in keeping my skin super clean. Um, And then, okay, a few other shout outs to. Um, things that I'm using and loving right now. And let me tell you that it changes. Sometimes it freaking changes. And I think for my skin, it actually really likes to change skincare products like every, I don't know, four, five, six months, just depending. Um, From Dr. Robux, who is a sponsor. So you can use our code um, almost30DR to get a discount. But anyway... Uh, Dr. Robux, the Ningaloo Serum. So this is really, really great for anti-aging, reducing wrinkles. And hey, I care about that too. So not only is it, not only am I concerned about my acne, but also about my wrinkles. And then I love their Lifesaver Toner. So toners are really great after I've cleansed, exfoliated. Um, the toner really helps to brighten and firm my skin. Um, yeah, that's it from that. But 
last couple, I think I've talked about this, but Banish, which is like a micro needling kit. It's like a home kit. Sounds scary. Kind of is at first, but I did it and I'm a freaking pro now. And I do it probably twice a month. So I'll do it every two weeks. You could probably do it once every week, to be honest, but I always forget to do it. And you ice your face, you do the microneedling, and then you put on like a vitamin C serum. And honestly, I do this at night. I wake up and um, I'm a baby face. So I highly recommend, I don't know if our code still works, try almost 30, but it's Banish. It's uh, amazing. And I really love it. Make sure you disinfect the like needle roller in alcohol. Just a hot, hot tip. And then I just wanted to shout out like, you know, I don't wear a lot of makeup all the time, but when we do, when we have to for events, I am choosing natural um, foundation. So that's like the main thing I'm worried about. So after I put on, you know, my moisturizer, my SPF, also very important, I'm using Tarte. I'm using the Amazonian Clay BB Tinted Moisturizer Broad Spectrum SPF 20 uh, from Tarte. So T-A-R-T-E. Um, so yeah, I really like that. It's again, like pretty, pretty natural. Um, it's vegan, which I like. It's oil-free. So anyway, that's what I like to use. I just, I just want to make sure that I'm using clean as possible products, you know, on my face if I'm wearing makeup and you can kind of smell it. Like if you smell your makeup, it smells like kind of funky and chemically, it probably has a chemical in it. So no hate, but like, I don't want that on my skin. My skin is absorbing everything. So I just need to be really, really careful. There's a ton out there. So do your research, what's best for you. And that's kind of it on the products. I know that was quick and that wasn't, you know, extensive, extensive, but it's always changing. As I said, I start with that double cleanse. I make sure I go through a whole routine and listen, like this could be a sacred time for you and your face. It really has deepened like my appreciation for my skin and my face and like this whole process to create a little nightly morning and morning ritual around it. So that could be something that might just deepen your connection to what's going on, you know, because everything's temporary. Everything's temporary. Okay. So I am really excited. We are going to transition to my interview, my chat with Chloe Benyalis of Ascended Alchemy. And, you know, she has been a practitioner that I've been working with for about six months. And we've been doing acupuncture, cupping, Chinese medicine, integration in terms of herbs and, and lifestyle. And I'm just fascinated. I'm so fascinated by ancient Chinese medicine and the ways in which uh, I've just been able to navigate this from a different perspective and my body is responding. So without further ado, here you go. I hope, you know, this first half was helpful. Um, and, you know, I just want to say again that I'm here for you and you're not alone. I know it can feel really isolating sometimes and that all you see is beautiful skin everywhere you go and on Instagram and all that bullshit. But damn, y'all, Facetune is a thing. People wipe it out. And a lot more people are going through skin challenges than you might think. And I think talking about it with people and just being really compassionate to yourself throughout the process is such a big step. So I'm with you. I'm with you and I love you. And um, last thing I'll say, 
I kind of want to do a no makeup challenge. I've talked about this before, but I really want to empower ourselves to show up with our skin as it is, whether it's, you know, uneven skin tone, acne, or whatever it is. I don't know. I want to do something. So that is literally a thought that just came to me, but um, I do think it would be powerful if we did it together. All right, y'all. Enjoy this part of the episode with Chloe Bignales. Super informational. Super informational. Is that a thing? Anyway, get out your notebooks and enjoy. Um, through Garage Band, and I'm just gonna test it a little bit. Test Here test. It's where all the magic happens. It's like the <laughs> BTS. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Wait, can you say a few a few words? Just say like, hi, my name is Blah. Hi, my name is Chloe. Hello, hello. Hold on one sec. It's not picking you up, but that's probably me. I can find headphones. Yeah, hold on. No, you're good. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't really matter because I'm recording on... um on the computer anyway so we good sounds good okay perfect so basically um and i haven't recorded the episode yet so i'm recording um a couple of these uh mini interviews with um people that have really helped me along my journey with my skin and continue to help me um, and I just, I think your part in it has been so great and, um, Chinese medicine in general is just such an untapped mode of healing. Um, I'm probably going probably to say this again when we start recording, but I just think it's so important and for more people to know about this and even meeting people in person, especially on tour, like so many people have, have these skin issues and then other issues that they're just so dumbfounded by and their their emotional response to them and stress around mm-hmm. them is actually making them worse. And I found that to be true with my skin. So hopefully I can uh, remember to say that again. Turn this off. Yes. I love that you've been singing more often too, by the way. <laughs> I know. I know. It's happening. I'm... I've... I have this... Yeah. I'm going to record... Um, I'm recording in October. I don't know if I told you I'm going to be recording at a studio and then working with this coach, this vocal coach. He's really rad. Mm -hmm. Um, Just really... Last thing I'll say before we begin, but just realize like... And maybe you can relate where I was brought up to be uh, super humble um, and a good girl and... um, not shine my... Sh- I mean, I was told to shine, but be humble. So like, mm-hmm. that's actually really hard. It's really hard to do like in the sense that... like, I'll always like be humble in spirit, but I need to be shining more because it's inspiring others too as well. Mm-hmm. And so like the energy around that is not the same as just being like... Here I am. I want to be famous. Move out of the way. Blah blah blah. It's more like yeah. let's create space for everyone to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm like thinking a lot about how I was always told to be humble and how that's actually held me back. 
Very relatable. Very yeah. Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, now that our therapy session is over, um, <laughs> um, this is going to be a conversation. I, I, you know, there's, I don't have any questions prepared. I just want to talk about our experience together. And I, I do have questions kind of in the back of my mind just about, um, about Chinese medicine, um, specifically like what is actually happening in the body, you know, when, when we have acne, cystic acne, other forms of acne, you don't have to be specific necessarily, but speaking to the heat and the dampness in the body and exactly what, um, we did in our sessions, um, how acupuncture can help with acne, with the nervous system, how that's all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, anything else that feels relevant as it pertains to skin, um, you know, we could speak outside of my own experience, but, um, yeah, I'm just really excited. And if anything you say that you're like, Oh, I don't want that in there. That's totally fine. We can edit things out, but generally, um, I don't edit. So don't feel weird if you're like, Oh, can I pause for a second? That's totally fine. Like everything's good and easy thank you so much and thank you again for this opportunity i'm hum- like very humble oh my and god perfect shine, girl don't be humble shine <laughs> i think the best thing that comes to mind too is that there was a quote or maybe it was me and something but be so um confident or have so much confidence that you are humble so it's, oh wow it's a practice of that hold on gotta write that down <laughs> Be so confident that you are humbled. Okay. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and that's, uh, it's a reminder and it's something I've been playing with myself, especially in the Asian, like respect your elders, like all that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm going to fall over. Um, all right. Here we go. Oh, um... This is a very weird question to ask after we've known each other forever, but is it banalis? Banalis. Um, banalis. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Just no want to make sure. <laughs> okay, banalis. Okay, great. And it's Chloe, right? <laughs> that would be correct. Thank you. <laughs> oh my freaking god. Okay. Um. Great. That's. Let's do it. Actually, can you test one more time? Just, hey, I'm Chloe. Hi, I'm Chloe. Banyales. Okay, great. Like an Interesting. Not picking up. Okay. Banyales. Let's roll. All right, everyone. I cannot be more excited. I know I've spoken about my experience a little bit on the podcast with my dear friend and healer uh, in my eyes, Chloe Banyales of Ascended Alchemy, but she has truly um, raised my vibration in more ways than one and helped me to come back to my body. And I just am so thankful for the work that you do, the care that you give during your sessions and the love and uh, commitment to your clients that you have that really actually is a part of the healing. You know, I think a lot of 
doctors in my in my experience, it's been very clinical and sterile. And I just think the love that a practitioner can bring to a session is part of the healing and you do that. So hi, Chloe. Oh my goodness. Hi. I'm not <laughs> crying at all. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> Honored truly to be here. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I, as you know, and I've, I've shared this with Chloe at length that, you know, I've just struggled always with my skin and it's been quite the journey and it's never been so predictable that I feel confident in the way that I treat it until. I started working with her. Um, so we're going to talk about the work that you do, um, how we work together, and just how we can all get to know our bodies better on a on a cellular level, on a on a spiritual level through the modes of healing that um, you are an expert in. So first off, I'd just love for you to tell uh, our audience what exactly you do, what is ascended alchemy. Um, its mission is, and we'll start there. Amazing. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So um, as a licensed acupuncturist, I get the privilege to walk with my patients and clients along the journey of healing. So with the beauty of Chinese medicine, what that looks like is incorporating not only the physical body, but also the mental, emotional, and spiritual body as well. So when it comes to Ascended Alchemy, the reason why this brand or this company came through me and to me is that it's really it really started about a opportunity to elevate the conversation about medicine. And when it comes to medicine, it's not so much there's Eastern medicine, there's Western medicine. It's really being able to remind someone that they themselves are the medicine, what they do day in and day out is the medicine that their body, their soul is really calling in to remember who they are innately. Because I believe it's really that forgetting that we are so connected to ourselves that we are already knowing what we need, that the healers, the practitioners, the doctors, the physicians, the friends, and the community is meant to serve as reminders to like, hey, like, maybe it's time for a little bit more sunshine or, hey, maybe it's time to actually get this checked out by a professional or, hey, let's take some time to just 15 minutes away from the phone and like be with our food in this moment to remind us like there's nourishment in front of us and all around us. So in a very like, to put it all together, Send It Out Me is a portal to expanded wellness. Yeah, I mean... That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself. I I felt and experienced all of that. That coming back to what I have always known was best for me, and that affects my physical body. Like so, that spiritual knowing, that mm-hmm. deeper knowing, is so connected to the physical body. So I'd love for you know for people out there that have never experienced acupuncture. Yeah. Um, I would love to know just like how that works. Why do we stick little needles in <laughs> in our skin? Um, what is happening? And um, you know, a little bit of the history behind it and then uh, the benefits. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, these little needles, they're like magic wands. And when it comes to the science of it, the needles actually stimulate acupuncture points that stimulates blood flow to these specific areas of the body that 
all-encompassing, um, promote pain relief, improve organ function, and prevent aging. So essentially what happens is that each point targets specific receptors in the body for the release of particular neuropeptides. They reset dysfunctional visceral autonomic reflexes for improved organ function. They depolarize excited overstimulated nerve roots for pain management. So as a summary, one, two, three, it's they target receptors to decrease inflammation, promote healing, to reset the autonomic nervous system for increased organ function, think digestion, um, different things like that. And then they balance nerve roots for pain management. Mm. So um, you said like um, improving the function of organs. So as it relates to the skin, what organs would that be? And what would be symptoms of that organ not working well as it relates to the skin? And then what could acupuncture do to kind of stimulate that exactly what is happening? Yeah, absolutely. So the skin is related to the lungs in Chinese medicine. Mm. So something really interesting about the that. Lungs. The lungs. So that's oh. why it's so great that you're singing so much more. Yeah. Of course, singing is a practice of releasing. And with the skin itself, another way that the skin will release is through sweating. And so if there's any dysfunction in that, the sweat could get clogged within or um, beneath the skin. We might call this phlegm or dampness in Chinese medicine, which creates different symptoms like acne. Um, or even on the opposite side, it might be too dry because of dehydration, biochemical imbalances, etc., creating dryness in the skin as well. And there's actually studies that document the effects of acupuncture with um, skin health specifically, where there's shown um, evidence for improving the elasticity of the muscles, specifically facial, mus- facial muscles, mm-hmm. which is what the study was on. Um, decreasing or leveling wrinkles and overall rejuvenation. So some people will equate that to a brightening of the skin. So that's one of the ways that also like Saluma, the light therapy device that you use really helps enhance that even more by going into that um, cellular performance of the mitochondria of our cells to help with that brightening and also decreasing bacteria on the surface level. So two things together. Yeah. I don't know why it's coming through. Anyway, we'll take that up. Um, did you hear that on your end? I did. Okay, cool. I'm sure that was lovely. Um, okay, let me make a note of that. Um, okay, we'll pick up. So Saluma, what I felt, I mean, one, you're, it feels like you're going into a rocket ship. Like I'm a little alien going back to my planet. So this this particular device, and I'll let you explain it, um, was red and blue light therapy, as I understand it. It was wild, and um, I would I would have it over my face for about 15, 20 minutes, and I would do this once a week. Um, and I continue to do this. It's a little bit harder while we're on tour, but um, I just saw really wild results in terms of the clarity. In my skin, um, I wasn't breaking out as much. It was brighter, um, and the evenness of my skin tone. So I'd love for you, Saluma, C E L L U M A. This is not sponsored at all, but um, <laughs> but 
this device I was so curious about. Um, it's actually it's it's quite pricey. So I was like thinking about buying one for myself, but I, I'm I'm trying to uh, save up for that. But I'm just curious about you know this type of therapy for the skin um, and other healing in the body. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you mentioned before, it's acupuncture and saluma itself are relatively painless if you feel the needles at all. And what saluma is exactly is a light therapy device for treating wrinkles, acne, and pain conditions as well with specific blue, red, and near-infrared light energy frequencies. And it's actually FDA cleared to treat because of these discrete wavelengths simultaneously that are studied or were studied by NASA themselves. So it's also really good, um, not only for acne, but ideal for use following laser treatments, micro um, dermabrasion, microneedling pills, and much more related to the face because it's going to help with that inflammation and accelerate healing. Wow. Yeah, I was... I, I loved that. I felt like I... When I wasn't having it every week, I was like, uh-oh, I miss it. Same with acupuncture and all of the things. Um, so, okay. When I was in my acupuncture sessions with you, um, and my eyes are closed most of the time, so I don't even know what's going on for the most mm-hmm. part. You're so good at explaining <laughs> things when they need to be explained. But there were times, almost every session, where you would draw, you would create heat like on my knees or around mm-hmm. my stomach. So I'd love for you to explain what that was. And then also um, the the... The heat, like heat and dampness, coolness in and outside of the body, and how um, that relates to what we know as Chinese medicine, um, and how we can heal the body with either the way we, our lifestyle, food, herbs, all of that. Yeah, awesome points to bring up for sure. When it comes to um, some of the heat that we were using in your session. Um, specifically what that usually looked like was using an herb called moxa, moxa or the therapy is called moxa combustion. So it's burning this herb moxa on top of the skin to bring what we would say is yang qi and promote blood circulation and healing to the area. Think about if you're bringing more blood to the area, you're bringing more help. You're helping to disperse any stagnation and stagnation is usually equated to pain or other kinds of dysfunction. Okay. You can also help with um, this, like transforming dampness. A good way to explain dampness in Chinese medicine is if you think of like a towel when it's dry, it's pretty easy to move. You could put it on your body. It's not going to necessarily weigh you down. Mm-hmm. If you wet that same towel, it's going to become damp. It's going to be heavy. It's not going to be super fun to wear like while you're driving or anything like that. So it really inhibits proper movement of chi, blood, etc. So anything that restricts flow, just like in real life, is yeah. going to create a little bit of stress. And that stress creates a little bit of dysfunction and other forms of disease. So when it comes to heat as well, it's always the dose makes the poison. So if it's too much heat in the body, that might manifest as skin eruption, that might manifest as headaches, um, liver yang rising, is unfortunately too common in, for example, the LA area where it's a lot of liver young rising because of suppressed emotions or different um, ways where we aren't managing our anger as well. 
in a healthy way, whether it's singing, whether it's dancing, whether it's journaling, um, going into the ocean, et cetera. And this heat rises and creates headaches or it creates dizziness, et cetera. So when it comes to Chinese medicine, it almost can be related to as having a practice of perspective in life because it was based on the, someone coined it really amazing, the biology of observation. Mm. So by observing the nature around us, they were able to create this entire medical system that's been used for thousands of years to prevent, diagnose, and treat disease. And something like we've chatted about before in our sessions is really leaning into the preventative part of this medicine. So what does that look like? Kind of like what you alluded to, it's being able to um, prevent it by ways of addressing the bacteria beforehand when it comes to acne specifically. Something that's beautiful that incorporates or beautiful about incorporating saluma and acupuncture is that it's not addressing just the base or just the area that is being treated. These points, because they are targeting different receptors in the body, are also addressing emotional health in addition to digestive health, circulatory health, and of course, that nervous system health. Because when it comes to what regulates our internal balance, it's usually going to be the endocrine system and the nervous system. So if we're able to address that with acupuncture and of course the skin imbalances and the saluma and the heat, it's really being able to give your body the container and the right inputs to help it heal itself. Yeah. That's been my biggest realization through this journey with my skin is realizing that it's really not about my skin. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I would spend so much money on the creams and the this and the that. Like, yes, of course, it was kind of a temporary fix, whether it dried out the breakouts or whatever, but I was missing the pieces of the emotional body, the spiritual body, the um, physical internal body, you know, um, kind of looking everywhere else but the skin to really find the root cause, um, which is so beautiful. And it's just such a an impactful realization as a human being mm-hmm. because it, it just gives so much responsibility to you, you know, rather than feeling like, oh, I was born with this, it's DNA, or it's, you know, I'm just so stressed. It's like, there is just so much we can do to heal ourselves. You know, we do have that power. We don't need to rely on yes, I go to you for treatments, but you know, it doesn't have to be this like lifelong dependency. Like really your treatments have helped to empower me to take care of myself in ways that I never thought I could. Mm-hmm. So, um I just think that is that is real um care. You know, and I just, I'm so thankful that I've been able to realize that. And um, it just gives me a completely different perspective. Um, But I would love to talk about the emotional body and Mm -hmm. how, I don't know, you know, if things come to mind outside of the skin, we can, you know, you mentioned the, um, the lungs are connected to the skin, skin health. And if I'm singing more, you know, using my lungs and, and, Mm -hmm making sure like that area is not blocked for lack of a better explanation because I'm I'm not an expert. But you know, can can you give me some examples of how the emotional body is connected to the physical body and to those symptoms that they can 
you know, get rid of because of certain lifestyle practices or rituals and things like that. You've given me so many, so I'd love for you to share. Yeah, absolutely. I love love that you're speaking to this, especially it's um, been a focus in my doctorate program right now, really emphasizing how our psychology affects our physiology and vice versa. There's actually a really good quote that I always like to share that is in one of the Chinese medicine classics. And it states that anger makes chi rise, joy slows chi down, sadness dissolves chi, fear makes chi descend, shock scatters chi, and sensitiveness knots chi. So even when talking about the five elements of Chinese medicine, fire, earth, metal, water, and wood, each of them has an emotion related to it. So if we're looking at the lungs again, that's going to be under the element of metal. So the metal element concise or it means the lungs and the large intestine. So the emotion related to those two organ systems is going to be grief. So one really um, potent and powerful example of how this manifests in our day-to-day lives or in the lives of the people around us is it's not the most exciting or most beautiful example, I guess, but it's when we experience loss or we experience grief um, from loss of a loved one or a loved situation, event, etc. Heartbreak, some people might say. So usually some of the symptoms that manifest after this is asthma-like symptoms. It's shortness of breath, hard to breathe, a constriction or a hunching over, slouching of the shoulders because your body's trying to find different ways to breathe because if you're not breathing, you're not alive. So if that means you have to hunch your shoulders over to make the space where the lungs are expanding even smaller so that you can breathe, that's going to be your lung meridian, which starts on your thumb and goes all the way up your arm into your lungs. It actually starts in the middle jowl, which is your digestion, but I digress. Mm-hmm. That whole channel is going to be constricted because of that emotion really literally weighing on your body. And I love the work of Dr. David Hawking that he's actually done the different science and research showing that negative emotions literally weigh heavier, heavier on our body. I believe, I'll have to look up the quote, either 90, 80 or 90% more than a positive thought and emotion. Woo, so things that you crazy. are thinking, the emotions that you are feeling are very, very important. And it's not to say that we should bypass uncomfortable feelings, but it's allowing ourselves to lean into, therefore move through those uncomfortable feelings. So kind of like what we've talked about in our sessions, it's like, okay, like where do I feel restricted? Is it the throat? How can we release that? It's allowing yourself to sing, to speak out, to say what needs to be said in order for that to restore optimal flow of chi, blood, circulation, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So many things. Um, you mentioned the elements of Chinese medicine. So how does that relate to... First of all, I don't know what I am actually. I don't know if I've ever asked you. I ha- I was I was actually um, talking to Doctor Axe. You know, yeah. Axe. Um, we had an event with him recently, and uh, he was interviewing us though for his podcast. 
And he's like, oh, you're wood. You're wood. You're totally wood. Like, <laughs> look at your veiny arms. I was like, <laughs> I was like okay. Uh, but am I wood? I don't know. Like, it, I, he's wood. So I don't know if he was just like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but he's... Yes, he's an expert, but he also doesn't know a lot about me. So um, <laughs> I'm just curious as to like what you've observed. What am I? If you know, and then more so broadly, so people actually <laughs> get something out of it rather than just me. Um, how does that relate to how we want to eat? I'm going to choose one of the many things that you can kind of dig into as it relates to your element, but um, I'd love to just kind of cover diet a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to diet and when it comes to those patterns in Chinese medicine, uh, I could definitely see him being wood for sure. And I see what he got from the hypothesis of you being wood as well. The neat thing about Chinese medicine is that unlike Western medicine, there isn't just like a diagnosis and then you have that for like life or you have that for six months or three months. Every time you show up into the office or every time you have a chat with your acupuncturist, you may or may not have a different pattern. So mm. the pattern is where we want to emphasize like, okay, you have your constitution of wood. So things that might throw you off might be different from something that throws someone off with more of a earth element or a spleen element. Um, so it's different based on each session. So during some of the sessions, it might be more looking at um, liver stagnation. So liver cheese stagnation looks like being emotionally frustrated, being a little bit more constricted and things aren't flowing optimally because your liver or your wood element is really helpful in making sure all the other elements, chi, blood, yin, wei, chi is flowing optimally. So if that's stagnated, it's going to kind of domino affect everything else. Mm. So when it comes to eating related to the elements, it's really looking at what is your particular pattern and how can we cool down something that is too hot? How can we heat up something that is too cold? Where can we give more nourishment to something that's deficient? Where can we sedate something that is in excess? And where can we like break up any dampness and or bring different kind of elements of heat, cold, etc. to all those things? I think I repeated a few, but it yeah. really, really does come down to the harmony of yin and yang. And that's the beautiful and poetic part about this medicine, that it doesn't have to be so complicated and why I'm so excited to be able to offer different things to my patients and clients that empower them to make choices based on what they already innately know versus like, here's your prescription and check back in with me to make sure you're doing it the quote unquote right way. So for example, if you were having a little bit too much heat in your body, you're going to be looking for different things that are cooling. Think of even meats themselves have different temperatures. So seafood is going to be cooler than lamb, than beef, than chicken, etc. When it comes to greens, most greens are very cooling. So your salads are going to be very cooling. And when it comes to heat, it's going to be the different things as far as like, of course, like hot sauce, but it's also looking at the color of different items. So... Mm really being able to harmonize the specific pattern that you're presenting with. And in Chinese medicine, based on a lot of what people present with, and it's also looking at like the temperature of our drinks as well. The green juice 
might be good for some people, but maybe not for everyone. So when you see the celery juice phrase, it's kind of like, okay, that might be the hashtag trend right now. And based on my needs and where also I want to be, is that the right for my current pattern right now? Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's so, it's, it's cool because it's intuitive, you know? So if you say, you know, do I need to cool down? Am I, am I producing more heat? Do I see the heat coming out of my skin? Okay. This is great. I can, I can have these foods that will cool, cool down my system. Now, as a, in particular acne. So I know that's heat on the skin, but I, I have also understood it as a dampness. And is that like in is it in the gut or is it in the you know the the deeper digestion? What's happening there? And then can you give us just in general, because I know this is not applied to everyone who has acne, but we're just speaking generally, like, you know, things that we can eat or drink that could help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that gut microbiome is responsible for so much, not mm. only our mood, not only our immune system. And therefore, when it comes to our immune system, how our health manifests through our skin. So whether the acne is manifesting through the skin on our face, or sometimes I have patients where it's more in the back or chest areas, um, what this looks like is eating more cooling food. So when, like what we touched on before, it's going to be the greens, think dark leafy greens. You want to make sure they're organic so they aren't sprayed with anything crazy. Um, it's also looking like eating or drinking those cooling beverages. Cooling beverages are going to be usually room temperature and different things like that. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to different foods as well, some of the other things could be watermelon. I know we're going out of the watermelon season so much, but watermelon is very cooling and to balance out the cooling effects in the gut so it's not too cold, you can add a little cinnamon as well to make that delicious like watermelon juice or just straight on the rind kind of watermelon as well. Um, There's also different things that you could do, including like facial gua sha, which is using those gua sha tools that might be rose quartz, they might be jade, and those crystals in itself are very cooling to the skin. I don't know if you've ever done like the rollers or anything. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They, like, they feel good. And you can put that in the fridge if you want. Place that on your eyes. And um, I'll also be doing some advanced training in a couple of weeks. To cool. My skill sets to be able to deliver even more specific and um, just brightening outcomes for my patients including a specific washout technique that they can incorporate into their skincare practice in the morning and or at night before photo shoots, et cetera. Yeah, it's super helpful. I love gua sha. <laughs> They're always in my fridge. My brother's like, what is this? I'm like, don't worry about it. Um, okay, I want to I wanna wrap up with um, a little talk about supplements and herbs. Um, I Full disclosure, everybody... You're hearing it first. Uh, I had a, I had a hickey on my neck at one point, um, <laughs> and <laughs> I went in to see. Uh, I went in to see Chloe. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like literally, I'm 32. Okay, <laughs> did not have a hickey on my neck. It was very rude. Uh, didn't see him again. But um, we, you gave me like 
a combination of herbs to like wet into a ball and then put it on my neck on the bruise. Um, so that was funny. I'd love to, I'd love for you to share what that was. But um, as it relates to acne and skin <laughs> conditions like that, you know, what herbs could we be uh, taking, you know, in conjunction with eating those particular foods and the lifestyle? And then are there any supplements as well? Yeah, totally. Um, thank you so much for your vulnerability and sharing that. Ah! <laughs> I haven't told anyone that before. Yeah, I know. It was kind of, it was really embarrassing, actually. It was really, <laughs> really embarrassing. But then I feel like it was also strategic where we did a little bit of cupping. So it's like, oh, well, this could be related to some of the cupping that was manifested. Totally. What was what was so crazy? <laughs> just side note, is that like I also had somewhat of a migraine around that time, like post getting that hickey. It was very weird, <laughs> and I just think it was all related. So <laughs> I will not be uh, letting anyone close to my neck anytime soon. Anyway, okay, go for it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, when it comes to different herbs, herbs can be used both topically and can be consumed through teas, foods, etc. in Chinese medicine. And when it came to that specific incident, it was a combination of applying some of these herbs topically like a bolster. So like adding a little bit of water, applying it topically so that the blood would be dispersed. And so it was using what we call the three wongs. So there are three different herbs that are from the same Wong family and Wong in Chinese medicine is related to the word or is the word yellow. So it, I don't know if it happened specifically for you. I think there was a little bit of yellowing stain, but it was better than like the actual bruising. So it helps to disperse the topical um, manifestation of the bruise. (laughs) Yeah, it really did work. It really, really worked. It was awesome. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. so amazing. And what were those? Did you say what the herbs were? Um, I actually would have to look up the specific formula. It's in the office. I don't have it off the top of my head. No worries. It it literally came in a jar. It's called (laughs) magic. It was labeled magic. So actually, I shouldn't even ask. I should just believe because it worked. Um, But yeah, and and just in terms of... you've, You've been so great in giving me supplements and herbs um, to take as I've really been able to calm my nervous system and to just allow my chi to flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you remind me kind of what those those were? Yeah. So there's one specific one that was incredible and it was perfect to start off your treatments with. And so we wear these as jewelry and they are considered herbs in Chinese medicine. These would be pearls. In Chinese medicine, we call them zhenzhu, Z-H-E-N-Z-H-U. So as an herb, when taken internally, it actually helps with symptoms related to anxiety, related to nervousness, related to things that might therefore create an environment in the body that manifests through disruptions on the skin like acne. So in as far as like how we learn this herb, it actually helps to sedate the heart or calm the spirit. Mm. It also helps to clear the liver and eliminate superficial visual obstruction. So some people will actually use it to help with eyesight. It also promotes healing and regenerating flesh. So when it comes to even touching on the liver part of this, this is, again, the liver helping with promoting free flow of chi, 
free flow the emotional health of the person who is experiencing anxiety, experiencing manifested skin or physical issues from a from emotions that might be stuck, that might be not moving through, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes, completely. Completely. Um, yeah, it's been so helpful. And um, you can also... I think you told me with the pearl powder, you can also use it topically. Oh, yeah. Like you can take it out of the... Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you do with it again? So I, I, I haven't done it. I myself yet, um, but I sent a few I can share it with you so that you yeah. can share in the show notes um a couple of different ways that you can use it topically because of course our skin is an organ in itself so it's going to absorb everything that we're putting on here so when it comes to applying the pearl powder and ingesting it it's kind of getting that inside outside outside inside approach so i believe yeah. it's just mixing it with that filtered um really high quality water and then some people might add different another herb name is escaping me right now but it's Add a little bit of a blue tint to it that really oh. helps in health as well. Is it indigo? I think it's yeah. I think it's indigo. So I you remember want- you recommending it, and I was like searching for it in the uh, Ohi <laughs> supplement <laughs> shop. She's like, "Sure, we have indigo in the attic." I was like, "What? Okay." <laughs> um, yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, it is indigo. It's Qing Dai in mm. Chinese medicine, so that's going to help with relieving the toxicity. You know, clearing the damp and clearing that heat that manifests on the skin. Yeah. Beautiful. Damn. Okay. Wow. Well, (laughs) I just love this because I think people get so frustrated with just turning to one modality to try to heal something. And it's really empowering when you realize that there's so many different things at play here. And it's probably not... like if. Mm-hmm. Say your knee hurts, it's probably not just your knee. There could, you know, there could be tightness in your quad or what, you know, the whole thing. Yep. Um, but I just I think it's super, super empowering. And I hope people don't feel overwhelmed because this is really um it's just opening up ways in which to see and come back to your body. And um, you know, you can do these things at home. You know, you can buy these herbs at your local store. Um you know, if you don't have a an acupuncture um, practitioner nearby uh, accessible to you, um, I know, and I guess we can end with this. There are some points on the body that you can kind of self administer pressure to that could help with stress and all of that. Could you give us like two or three? Yeah, absolutely. So I love sharing different acupuncture points because it's a nice way to reconnect with your body. And they're easier to find than you think. One of the ones that I do share with a lot of patients, clients, yourself included, mm-hmm. has been Nanguan. So that's pericardium six. So the pericardium is going to be on the inside of your forearm. So if we look at the inside of our wrist crease. Mm-hmm. It's going to be just a couple inches down from that. Many okay. people just literally fall into it using the index finger of your opposite hand. You could just glide your finger from your wrist crease and right in the middle of your wrist crease down a couple of inches and your finger usually stops. So that yeah. point right there, it's good for nausea. It's good for stress, opening up the chest. That way you can breathe better. You can calm down your nervous system. It's great to do this with a box breath, four by four by four. Yeah. Really tap into that parasympathetic nervous system 
to recalibrate, recenter, and ground back into your body. So that's yeah. a really good one. Um, right below your knee on the outside, more lateral side of your lower legs, if you you kind of fall into it again, it's along the tibial crest. So along mm-hmm. that big bone of our lower leg, mm-hmm. from the bottom of our knee, when we glide our finger down, it's about two or three inches as well. You fall into this little divot. So yeah. yep. right there, that's stomach 36. And as the legend goes, if you simulate that every single day, you'll live to be a hundred years old, which I think is very possible now with people like Dave Asprey and whatnot. Mm. And there's also stomach 36 for you. So adding a little bit of heat to that area, adding a little bit of acupressure love to that area is really good for your immune system, really good for digestion and really good for stress. It's really good for calming, really good for grounding. So those are a couple really great ones. Um, The last one that I encourage people to try out for themselves is right in between their first finger and their thumb, right mm-hmm. in the web of their hand. So if you get that most meaty part of the hand, the thickest part between the thumb and the first finger, mm-hmm. pressing that helps with frontal headaches. It also helps with any kind of immune, or not any kind of, but it helps to boost the immune system as well. Yeah. And definitely for pain relief, whether it's a headache, etc. What does it mean when it's tender? Because mine tends to be tender. When it's tender, it can be related to different things related to either uh, your body asking for more nourishment for that Mm. particular point and its properties. So for that, it might look like, how's your digestion? Do you maybe need to move some things, not only digestively, but emotionally, that's going to be your large intestine related to the lungs, related to the mental element. So looking through, moving through grief. Is there any kind of forgiveness that needs to be, um, forgiveness conversation that needs to be had and Mm. these psycho, mental, emotional level as well. Yeah. Oh, I love those three. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) This was like, I really hope people out there listening, um, will try these things at home. And there is hope beyond just a topical cream. You know, it's, it's a, I think it's an honor to get to know our bodies in this way. It's like such a, um, it's such a gift. Like I just feel so lucky that I've, um, not only met you, but it's just to have these modes of, of healing that help me to appreciate what my body's done for me to help me have compassion. You know, I'm, I'm less likely to like yell at my skin and be so frustrated and mad. And I'm more likely to just be in gratitude that it's showing me something that might be wrong internally or off internally. So, and you've really helped me to, to realize that. Um, so thank you. And thank you for sharing. Oh my gosh. It's truly, truly an honor. It's, my mission to witness everyone around me shine and to empower the ones empowering others because I know that I can't do it on myself. So if I can help you um, really take care of yourself, you'll take care of yourself or take care of others. You'll take care of business. So thank you for doing the work. You're so welcome. Um, And where can people find you? Yeah, I hang out a lot on Instagram at underscore Chloe Hom, my middle name, C-H-L-O-E-H-O-M. 
and Ascendant Alchemy is there and I'm sharing more and more tips on Chinese medicine, relieving stress to prevent burnout and that's Ascendant Alchemy on all the handles. And then my website is chloehombinalance.com. Beautiful. Thank you for being here. I love you very much. And I'll uh, I'll see you on the table yes. <laughs> very soon. <laughs> so much fun traveling. It oh. truly is a privilege to be able to share. And I look forward to seeing you so soon as well. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you so much. Oh. Yay, you did it. I just I just cut recording. Yay! Oh my oh god, my- girl, you killed it. What the heck? <laughs> I was so nervous. I was like, oh my goodness, let me get this set right. Let me get this right. Oh my God, it was perfect. How do you feel? I feel good. Thank that you so, really, so much. I'm not just saying that. That was incredible. I'm so jazzed. I'm so jazzed to share this with people. Like this is, <laughs> it was so digestible. Thank hit- you. Thank you for your... Oh my God, please. And I'm going to like before this segment of the of the episode, I'm just going to kind of go through my own personal like history with my skin and, and kind of when it's flared up, when it hasn't, emotional body, all that stuff. And just being a little bit more specific to me and then bringing in, um, you know, the, the internal and the emotional, which, you know, we discussed today. And that'll be the second half of the episode. So I'm just like, <laughs> so grateful. I'm grateful. Thank you so much for truly speaking to it because I think the more and more people that I meet, um, it's pretty astounding that the mind-body connection is still a little bit newer. Where Mm -hmm. in our bubble, it's like, oh yeah, of course. And it's still a new conversation for so many people. So thank you for speaking to it. Oh my God. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Um, Okay. Well, I love you. I'll probably text you later today. I'm thinking (laughs) hopefully maybe I could see you before I leave. I love that. Yeah. I'm leaving. When are you back? I'm back later tonight. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, I'm leaving a week from today. So I will text you some avail. And if not, you know, I'll see you when I'm back, of course. But has my brother been in to see you? He, um, we didn't see each other last week. We're going to touch base about how he feels this week. Cool. Um, I also, I don't know if you've ever heard of TMS, um, transcranial, I think it's transcranial magnetic simulation. I can send you a website to see if you have any connections there. But I went to a lecture with them speaking about depression specifically as a non-drug interaction to support anxiety and depression. And I learned a ton. And so I feel like it could be another way to enhance like his team and possibly it is covered by insurance. So I don't know if you insurance, but the results, it's only a three minute treatment every single day for 30 days. So really? Yeah. Where do you know if there's any Santa Monica? Mm -hmm. And I know he's looking in Santa Monica for a place. Yeah. So Um, can you, I mean, I'm sure you'll send it to him. Maybe send it to me too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just so I can keep after him. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. And I know time is of the essence for everything he has going on too. So yeah, even yeah. though I'm really... nice, like, okay, do this, do this. I also know so the time crunch. Whatever is reachable. So three minutes a day, even though it's for 30 days or that's amazing. Something like that. It's incredible. Okay. I'll send okay. that to you. Perfect. Um, thank you. Yeah. I love you so much. Oh my God, of course. Love you, friends. Enjoy your day. Thanks, baby. I'll see you later. Safe trip. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening, y'all. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out at Lindsay Simsic. And if I don't have the answers, I will ask the experts I know. But again, I'm with you and I've been there. So thank you. Thank you. Also announcements tomorrow night, we are at the assemblage with Stuart Pierce, the voice of change. I'm so excited about this one. I've worked with Stuart before and um, he's been on the podcast, just a really powerful, powerful human being. And we're just going to learn how to be in our true tone and how that can really impact the world and our own life. He's amazing. And and understanding and knowing my voice and its true tone has changed my life and led me to creating the life of my dreams, <laughs> but truly. So that'll be a good one. And the other events we have upcoming are awesome. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks for being a part of our community. Um, thanks for sharing with all your friends. It means a lot and we are grateful for you and, you know, give yourself a pat on the back for doing the thing coming up or showing up vulnerably with us and, and being so supportive to our message and our truth. We love you. Love you.